on today's episode of the Tommy Experience, Griffin joins me and we recap our weekend in Talladega. Uh, huge historical weekend happened at Talladega Super Speedway in NASCAR, so we're going to recap that. Also, Griffin's going to make some football picks, and it's hilarious. It's awesome. Make sure you tune in for it, and then I'll follow him up with my football picks. So here we go. Okay, today is Friday, October 8th, 2021. Happy Happy October. Happy birthday, Bubba Wallace. Happy birthday, Bubba Wallace. What a day to have a birthday. Uh, Griffin is here all day long. We're big show. The biggest. Massive show. We're going to do some football picks at some point. Griffin's making his debut making football picks. I have so many notes. So much to talk about, but before we get to football picks... Are you still tired? How are you feeling? Um, so all day on Tuesday at work, I was hallucinating that it was raining. Yeah. Um, apparently that is a very common uh, sign of sleep deprivation. Um, hmm. So yeah, surprise, surprise. I was sleep deprived. Uh, wouldn't have it any other way. So let's see. Four days, mm-hmm. 2,200 miles, mm-hmm. three races, mm-hmm. and a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, Griffin and I went to Talladega, as you heard in the previous episode. Uh, it was bachelor weekend for Griffin, uh, and we went down to Talladega, and we got four days of or three days of racing for the price of two, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get to um, step by step. Uh, but before we do that, um, oh, I didn't properly introduce ourselves. My name's Tommy. This is the Tommy Experience. Find me on Twitter at Tommy Irby. That's Griffin. This is uh, my best man, Tommy. Yep. And my best man, Griffin, at Griffin Eldred. Uh, you can follow the Tommy Experience on Twitter at Tommy Experience or the website, TommyExperience.com. Uh, Talladega. What a trip. What an incredible experience that we're going to do for years to come. Yep. So, yeah, first annual, which we decided ahead of time. Uh, but then... Talladega came up and said, yeah. you know what? We're just going to go ahead and reaffirm this decision that you've made. Yeah, we had thought uh, that we were going to do this multiple times going into it. And it was a thought, but then it became a definite thing as soon as the end of the truck race on Saturday, yeah. which was the first race of the weekend. Yeah, we were sitting there watching Tate Fogelman's truck get towed back to Victory Lane. Yeah. And we're, yeah, you know. Spoiler what? alert. Yeah, we can't, do, we can't not do this every yeah. year. So it was incredible. Um, some other ideas sparked up, which may uh, come at a later date. Uh, but we'll just recap the whole trip. Yeah. Just start to finish. So Friday, I picked Griffin up at about 2.45 in the morning central mm-hmm. time. And right off and we went. Off we went to uh, headed to Atlanta, stay with my parents. Uh, we decided to go down Interstate 57, which was a good and a bad decision. Good yep. decision because we flew down Interstate 57. Yep. We encountered a, a Bojangles. Yep. Went which, to Bojangles for breakfast. Uh, and then, uh, of course, with uh, Interstate 57, uh, when you're going south, you take an exit to get off of 57 to get on Interstate 24 towards Nashville in Clarksville, Tennessee. 
I did not get off, and we found ourselves in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. Yep. Yeah, we were apparently headed to Memphis, uh, close enough, uh, and then ended up in the beautiful uh, Cairo, Illinois. Cairo, Illinois. It has a Ford dealership. Yeah, and then it has uh, depression uh, and destruction. That's pretty much what we were dealing with in in beautiful Cairo. Um, I'm pretty sure there was still some fires smoldering. There were at least three buildings that I saw that looked like they were burnt down or almost burnt down or in the process of being burnt down. Yeah, or things that were next on the list. Yeah, yeah. So it was... Quite the town, really, uh, and enjoyable experience. We just got on a highway and found ourselves back to Interstate 24. Took the back roads. I felt like it yeah. was good for our character. It was the scenic route, you know. Yeah, took you know. the scenic route. Uh, so we went. Got our adventurer adventurer's badge for Cub Scouts. One hundred percent. We put it on our shirts. Yep. Oops. Uh, didn't delay us too much, I guess. But we found our way back to I 24. Uh, headed south. We stopped at a cookout in Tennessee. Delicious. Uh, that was pretty good. That was my first cookout experience. There's one in Riverdale, Georgia that opened either right when I was moving up here or right after I was moving up here. So I never had the opportunity, got the opportunity, good time, enjoyed it. Uh, so we made our way south, uh, got through Nashville. There was a little slow up in Nashville. That was a wreck, uh, but we kept going, felt like we were cruising, felt like we were making good time, and then Chattanooga. The... Uh, just by traffic standards, probably my least favorite place in the United States of America. The worst traffic in the United yeah. States of America. I don't care about, well, I've never been to Los Angeles, even though I saw uh, during the wild card game, they showed a picture of the traffic headed to Dodger Stadium because the stands were still kind of open and they were like, oh, I wonder where everybody is. And then they showed the traffic. That's where everybody was. So yeah. LA traffic aside, probably. Yeah, but the thing is, Los Angeles has a bunch of different highways. This has what Chattanooga one. has a population of like six to seven people, and you so, have one highway to and, get through. Right, and you only have five miles. How do you how do you manage to make that That's the a good worst point. place in the world? That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, so disregard that. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Um, so Chattanooga sucked. Yeah, but we made our way through finally, and then we're going down Georgia, and we see. Probably one of the most beautiful billboards that I've ever seen in my life for Bucky's. Bucky's, the uh, probably the promised land, um, the greatest convenient uh, gasoline station. There were about ever find yourself in. Yeah, there are about ten to twelve cars getting off the exit for Bucky's that we were getting off the exit for in front of us, and then who knows behind us how many. But every single one of them turned left off the ramp and went straight for Bucky's. Yeah, nobody's going to the BP across the street. I mean, incredible. We walk in, it's like a department store and a grocery store and a truck stop all in one. Oh my God. It was incredible. We got we got big gulps, mm-hmm. a cooler, yeah. <laughs> some mugs. Presents. Presents like beaver nuggets. Wow. Yeah, that was, and it smelled nice in there. Everybody was friendly. What a great time. The workers were friendly. Um, Enjoyed it. I mean, what a great stop. I was kind of getting tired at that point, but we went to Bucky's and I was rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. I was ready to roll. Yeah, that that, that woke me up for the next like two days. Yeah, yeah, which we needed. Mm -hmm. So we go to Bucky's. It was incredible. Uh, We continue down I-75. We get to 
we get to almost 285 and then we exited because we had to go to the North Georgia Fair mm-hmm. because Griffin needed to ride a roller coaster. Yep. We rode uh, rode the Wildcat, a, a Anton Schwarzkopf classic out of Germany uh, that has traveled maybe the world, maybe the country, who knows maybe. for how long, but has been sitting in uh, Marietta, Georgia for the last decade or so. So check that one off the list. Check. So Done. we did it. Uh, it was a... It was a little roller coaster, but it was thrilling nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, and we enjoyed it, had a good time, and then we got out of the fair as quickly as we could. Yes, yeah, Bef- <laughs> not before uh, encountering the camel zone. Uh, oh, yes, that's yeah. right. We went to a petting zoo. Right, and pet nothing because both of our allergies would probably we were in the knock tent. us out. Yeah, we were in the tent for all of a minute and a half, yeah. and we were like, well, this sucks, yeah, and then we is, bailed. This is terrible. But Let's we, go look at the yeah. giant watermelon that this lady made. Yes. <laughs> or grew, not yeah. made. She didn't make it. But we did go into the camel zone. Yeah, we entered the camel zone. Uh, exited immediately, Yeah, but Cam- nonetheless. We were, yeah, we could not handle the camel zone. Yep, so we did that, and then uh, texted my mother, uh, she informed us that the high school football game was still going on. Our little cousin is in the marching band. Uh, so we raced down and got there for halftime uh, to see the halftime show. However, it was homecoming night. So there was no halftime show during the game. They did it before the game. So we completely missed it. But we got half a half of a game of Georgia high school football. Griffin's first experience with it Georgia was, high school yeah. football. Uh, a little intense, but not as intense as Texas high school football. However, the opposing team of the team that we were watching had all of 20 players on the team. If that, like you have to field 11 per side. Yeah. And then a special teams and they had 20 altogether. Yeah. And I think that 20 might have counted the coaching stat. Like there was, it was not the defensive back was also the defensive coordinator. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, so I, it quickly became, it, it moved on from cheering for the team to feeling bad for the other team also oh and applauding their strength. And of, they got absolutely rocked. They were shut yeah. out uh, mm-hmm. from Fayette County High School. I think the final was like 42 to nothing or something mm-hmm. like yep. that. Yep. I mean, just crushed them. Yeah. I mean, I got to see children stiff arm each other, which was hilarious. So uh, I had yeah. a fantastic time. Yeah. Good time. Good time. <laughs> uh, so we went to the game. Uh, we saw our little cousin hold her instrument and play it on the field yep. uh, for the mm-hmm. for the homecoming thing. I don't think she saw us, but we saw her, yeah. and that was enough. We we waved and tried not to embarrass her too That's much. Right. Yep. yep. So then uh, then we went home because we just did we just had a full day of travel, and then we had a full day the next day. Uh, we woke up at four o'clock. Woke up at four o'clock because uh, <laughs> we didn't we didn't know we were yep. rookies. We didn't know what to do. Uh, so Saturday morning comes, we're out the door by 4.30, 4.45, and then we had a sole plan of cross the Alabama line and then look for the nearest Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did this in hopes of seeing some sort of controversy or something happening with the, with the workers As or, the, yeah. or potentially the customers. Uh, it was, I mean, early enough in the morning to where you still had a weird crowd probably, yep. uh, which we were banking on. Uh, unfortunately the crowd that we got liked each other and yeah. it was pleasant. Yeah. Uh, saw a bunch of, uh, uh, NASCAR team members, saw Jeremy Clement's dad. Yep. Um, I, I witnessed, uh, human feces in the bathroom and a half, uh, half crushed cockroach wandering around. So pretty much your above average Waffle House above experience our in, ter- average, in yes. terms of, uh, in terms of cleanliness. Yep. Our I'd waitress say. was super nice, but kind of ignored us. Yeah. We really, I'm still waiting on that sweet tea. Still waiting on a coffee. Yeah, I'd really love that refill right now. Same. But nonetheless, we enjoyed our breakfast, headed to Talladega Super Speedway. 
we pulled up to the thing and I mean, just from the outside, like I've driven past it a couple of times. Uh, my dad, a former truck driver, he used to have a couple stops in Talladega. I went with him a couple of times. So I've seen the outside of it. I didn't fully remember how just obnoxiously huge this place is. I mean, huge. So, I mean, the only thing I can, I, I went to, I've been to Indianapolis Motor Speedway a couple times and it's only a one point or a, a, a 0.16 mile difference in terms of length, but it felt like Talladega was like 300 times bigger. It's, it's just unbelievable huge. how, how big this place massive, is. Massive, massive. The grandstands, I mean, they, they look like they go up for miles. We parked next to turn four, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe a hundred, 200 yards yeah. from turn four. And we'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a, we absolutely had a hike to our seats, mm-hmm. um, which you'll hear about a little bit, but, uh, so we get there, it's seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we decided that the first stop, first thing that we needed to do was go to the international, uh, motorsports hall of fame located on just at the entrance of the track. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well first we should talk about when we were driving or when we were parking. Uh, I decided to go with the method of, I have no idea what I'm doing to see if we could get into the infield and it didn't work. Yeah. Well, it was worth a shot. It didn't seem like any of the parking lot attendants knew what they were doing either. Right. Um, so we were just met with confusion and told to turn around. Yep. So, so gave it a shot. Didn't work. Such is life. We move on, uh, ended up in free parking, which was absolutely perfect. We did it. We did it all three days. We parked in this general vicinity of the same spot. Uh, we were in. And then we were out like lights out, but yep. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But the parking was incredible. It was free. Uh, it was perfect. Uh, so if you're going to Talladega, just do the free parking, get there early plan, plan yep. to get there early because the way out, like you don't have to wait for anybody. Yeah. Park, park with the intention of leaving quickly and then you'll be fine. Yeah. And even if you don't leave quickly, then yeah, then you're still going to get yeah. out. Oh, and also, um, put on some off-road tie. If you have a Jeep, bring yeah. that. Don't bring, <laughs> don't bring a Honda Civic. Right. Yeah. Unless you know, didn't get stuck. Yeah. The, but pretty damn close to, we could, we very much could have. <laughs> Give or take. Give or take. Yep. So, uh, so we went to Gersh. We went to the hall of fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pulled up and of course we, it was 7am and it opened at 8am. So we almost fell asleep on a bench. Had, yep. Fell asleep on a bench. We covered the the guy that we that we saw outside in our in our recap in the mm-hmm. morning, which I'll mm-hmm. play in a second. Uh, but we didn't talk a lot about the Hall of Fame. The International Motorsports Hall of Fame was awesome. They had so many old cars, uh, so many old memories, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. We saw some we saw some cars that we watched in our childhood mm-hmm. uh, at the Hall of Fame, and it was cool. You got to touch them. You got to see them. Uh, Michael Waltrip's 2003 Daytona 500, Jimmy Johnson's Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see the signature still on the car. Yep. All uh, the confetti and everything, yep. the, the Pepsi or Coca-Cola products yep, there was stuck the, to the, yep, confetti, to the body of the car. Yeah. Confetti still on the car. Um, just really cool to be there. Really cool to see everything. Dale Earnhardt, uh, a car. We don't know if he raced it or not. Yeah, there's no no information about the closest. Could just be a the mile. Only, the only car of Dale Earnhardt's we know he raced was a Neil Bonnet car that, that was torn to shreds. Just <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> yeah, uh, but really cool. That I think that was my favorite room right there with mm-hmm. the with the DEI uh, whole experience, which was crazy how they got it in there. 
Yeah. Um, with the whole DEI and Dale Jr. and Teresa yeah. Earnhardt I'm situation. Sure, yeah, I'm sure that uh, they paid Teresa a hefty sum of money. Yeah. Uh, and I know Dale Jr. was excited to see it because he hasn't seen these cars in right. yeah. Lord so no, you know, if you over 15, 10, yeah. 15 years. Would you, yeah. yeah, would you, can you dive into that a little bit just really yeah, quickly? Yeah, li- so um, the, Wicked with, w- the Wicked Witch of the South, Teresa Earnhardt, uh, is pretty much the big reason why Dale Jr. left the team that his father founded, um, why he went to Hendrick Motorsports, and why uh, DEI is no longer a team. Um, Dale Sr. always intended for Dale Jr. to run the team sometime down the road. Of course, Dale Sr. never intended to uh, have the team change hands the way that it did. Uh, However, Teresa ended up with the team, and you know it was her way or the highway, essentially. There were... Um, plenty of places you can listen to uh, Dale Jr.'s podcast and his conversations with uh, Kelly or, or with, uh, Carrie Earnhardt and with um, Ty Norris, who was right. a former employee of uh, DEI and now with uh, Spire Motorsports um, or Trackhouse. I apologize, but um, they've d- driven into really just the toxic culture that was created after, but, but by Teresa Earnhardt and how um, you know it was. She even basically though, yeah. she basically stole DEI. Yeah, so. Um, Around the uh, the late uh, around 2006 2007, Dale Jr.'s contract was up. Of course, he's probably the most expensive ticket in NASCAR in it terms of be. a driver. Yeah, yep. uh, and he wanted at least a majority uh, ownership in the team because which, yeah, which he earned. He should have had should have uh, had it the whole time, and she would never give it to him. So yep. that's why we have the 88 car with Dale Jr. That's uh, he left, and DEI is no longer a thing. And Dale Jr. of course flourished without. You know, he doesn't I mean, need, he doesn't yeah. need, yeah, I mean, he's he never his... needed her. So yeah, he was going to be the most popular driver in, yeah. the, in the, on the planet. Uh, yeah. Regardless. Got his own, uh, got his own team, mm-hmm. uh, got his, got his own basically media company. Got it. Like, I mean, he's, he's doing just fine. Yeah. He's buying and restoring tracks left and right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The only thing we need, uh, down, down the line someday is for him to get access to all of his old stuff is the old cars the, you know, yeah. there's a bunch of his old fire suits, old, you know, really a lot of his property that is yeah, and in I mean, DEI stuff that right he's now. Just, just simply asked for. Yeah. He and can't. Teresa yeah. just says, no, nope. like, yeah, I'm sure he'd be willing to pay, but I'm sure she's not willing to yeah. sell. That, and which, I mean, that's his mom, man, you yeah, know, right. Uh, yeah, not really, but well, <laughs> stepmom, yeah. but, <laughs> but still, you know, yeah. come on. Yeah. Grew up with her and yeah, she turned out to be not the, not yeah. the nicest person. So, yeah. Um, Anywho, so that's why that was so cool that those cars were there. And Dale Jr., I'm sure, at some point in the weekend, went and saw those. So, uh, I just, he unfortunately didn't get it, get, uh, he wasn't able to. So we got to see, we got to see his car. <laughs> so we got to do it. Uh, and he but didn't. yeah, he didn't. Uh, yeah. So, uh, sorry, so, Dale. Yeah. But that was really cool to see those. We even got to go in uh, Dale Earnhardt's, um, in his camper, mm-hmm. uh, in his motor coach situation. Uh, it was appraised the the winter after he passed away in 2001 for nine hundred seventy five thousand uh, dollars. Griffin and I were we were carrying nine sixty in our pockets for the weekend. I mean, yeah, so, so it was a little out of our price. I mean, it yeah. would have been nice for the trip back, but it's you know they're hard to drive. Yeah, it's just so like eh. yeah, so we so passed. We, t- we took a pass. Yeah, um, took a pass. Um, but then, so the Motorsports Hall of Fame. If you ever get the opportunity to go. It was awesome, especially yeah. if you're a NASCAR van. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool stuff in there. You had Dale Earnhardt's car that that guy wrecked. Yeah, Neil Bonnet. Uh, um, yeah, he ran a Goodwrench 31. 
um, back really before uh, RCR was fielding two cars, and yeah. Dale won a 125. He raced a bunch of races he, in it. Yeah, there then... was there was a plaque. Um, I should I should put it up on the Instagram, but uh, there was a plaque that showed like all the six seven races that Dale raced it in. I think the worst he ever did was third. Mm-hmm. Then Neil Bonnet gets it one time and just yeah. destroys it. Whoops. Yeah, because yeah, Dale and Neil were really good friends, and so he always wanted to help him out. So. Yeah. Put him in a second good wrench car, and unfortunately, <laughs> he ended up in the catch fence. Yep, uh. <laughs> he sure did. Yep. Uh, so that happened, um, and then uh, right next to that car was the one that Mikey. Oh boy! Uh, just got destroyed at Bristol. Yep. Yeah. That the uh, it was pretty much turned into a powder. A, a uh, fittingly, it's the Kool Aid car, so it was <laughs> yep. a Kool Aid powder yep. pile uh, sitting just in one corner. I of mean, the if you, yeah, if you watch the, if you watch the wreck happen, you're like that guy is in seven pieces and dead. Yeah, and he just kind of walked out. He just, just kind of walked car, out. The car just kind of, the seat. And yeah, the... this is before NASCAR had the safer barrier or any mm-hmm. precautionary, like, don't die tactics. Yeah, they had, you could wear a helmet. That's pretty, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, but really cool stuff in there. I'm sure they switched stuff out every now and then, um, but really enjoyed that. Uh, and then we came out and we um, actually got to go to the into the trucks uh to the garage area Mm -hmm. in the infield um saw the trucks before they ran uh their race which was awesome uh stuff on the infield is cheaper it was like two dollars for a hot dog two dollars for a pop four dollar for a beer if you so choose Mm -hmm. um so that was awesome but i think that's kind of where the the pre-trucks recording picks up so we did record some stuff when we were there um, which I'll play now. I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't. Nope. And I Griffin obviously haven't either. <laughs> yeah. So we're, I don't know how long, I think this one is only like three minutes long. So we're just going to listen to it really fast and then we'll be back. All right. We're sitting in the parking lot of Talladega. It's Saturday morning. Uh, we've already done. All right, we're sitting in the parking lot of Talladega. It's Saturday morning. Uh, we've already done the garage experience, and we've done the International uh, Racing Hall of Fame, and we've walked at least seven miles. Griffin, how are you feeling? Uh, my feet are tired. Dogs are barking, but I am ready to walk another seven miles. Yes, it was incredible. We've had an incredible morning. Uh, we did the first off the Hall of Fame was awesome. Uh, you got Dale Senior's cars in there, uh, Dale Jr., Jeff Gordon. We saw all of our cars. Yeah, I uh, I had no idea what to expect when we got in there. Um, I'd seen a couple pictures, but yeah, they got they just got some brand new stuff from DEI. So they had Michael Waltrip's uh, 2003 car right yes. out of Victory, or right out of Daytona, USA, I suppose. Yep. Um, really nice stuff in there too. We had an oh, we had an excellent while we were waiting for uh, the Hall of Fame to open. We had an excellent conversation with a maintenance guy, uh, and he had a very southern draw. And we were at we were talking about stuff, and he exclaimed how racing isn't what it used to be, uh, because of the and I quote the damn Toyotas. Yeah, you see that was real racing back then. That's what, yeah. that was real racing when they not, had all the cars. Yeah, out. not the damn Toyotas. And then he proceeded to walk to his car that was a Toyota Tundra. Oh yeah. So where we at on that? I don't know, uh, but that was a great start to the morning, uh, and then we just. Got back from the garage experience. We went into the infield. Uh, we took the wrong tram, so we had to walk basically across the entire infield of Talladega, which is at least three miles. And then uh, we've got to see the trucks and the garages. Uh, they went through their inspection, and now they're headed to pit road. We're about an hour-ish 
away from green flag dropping for the trucks. Um, so we're going to walk in and watch that, and then we'll watch the Xfinities. Uh, Griffin, what are you looking for? Uh, so uh, today we will be looking for complete and utter chaos yes. in every possible form, uh, as well as the trucks putting on the most ridiculous show as they do every year. Yeah. Uh, followed by then 300 miles of wild and crazy Xfinity yes. racing. So I'm looking yeah. for a fantastic time today. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And I forgot to mention when we went in, like we, we looked behind us and you could see the how the the track, just the angle. It looks straight, yeah. like it's, a 90 it's like degree a angle. Yeah, it's like a yeah. straight it's wall. It's a wall. It's incredible. Uh, just the the degree of, of tilt that it is. Uh, so big track, big day. Uh, we're looking forward to it. This was our pre-game or pre-race exhibition, and we will return with the post-race. So let's see what happens. Yes. We're rooting for the 24 truck. What's the 24 truck? What's his name? Jack Wood. And he's driving the what truck? The Azalea Gynecology Chevrolet Silverado. Go, Jack Wood. Jack Wood proceeded to finish dead last. Yep, on uh, seven cylinders. Blew an engine. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> However, I, I, my predictions of complete chaos uh, were correct. Oh, uh, re- my gosh. Ridiculous show from the trucks. Yep. Completely correct. So I, yeah, I voted... Uh, before the before we left the great state of Illinois, where you could gamble responsibly uh, on uh, social apps such as DraftKings, Barstool, FanDuel, whatever, um, I placed a five dollar wager on Johnny Sauter to win the race. Uh, five dollars to win a hundred was the was the payoff, uh, and so Griffin and I we had uh, we had a radio where we mm-hmm. could we could hear the radio communication between the drivers and the spotters and the crew um and we decided to go with johnny Sauter. he was right there the whole time yeah he was really up there um you know every time he got shuffled back he'd get up you know top five pretty quickly yep. um as he is known to do he's very skilled at the restrictor plate tracks um however it went well it, until it didn't go yeah well. it stopped going well unfortunately like 10 to go yeah he found he found a Found an enemy. Yep. And uh, and lost uh, lost the truck. I yep. mean, the truck was gone at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tried and, running a little further and put yep. it in the wall. And yep. What a so shame. then, uh, so but you know, that's when when we were listening to Johnny Sauter. That's when I realized like the communication between the spotter and the driver at a place like Talladega was just so much fun to listen to oh god yeah they're going the trucks are going 170 180 miles an hour down um down the track Mm -hmm. around the corners and stuff three two three wide sometimes and they're just as cool as cucumbers yeah calm as can be you wouldn't know that there that there's a race going on from the radio until the the driver cues it up and you can hear the engine yeah because everybody which by the way uh at the beginning of the race gentlemen start your engines couldn't even hear the engine. Yeah, we it's that, it, the place is so cavernous is. and enormous that yep. you can't hear anything. Yep. Uh we we were sitting uh at the entrance of turn 1 um so, which is eh, probably 300 400 yards past the start finish mm-hmm. line in Talladega. So we felt like we were in a really good spot. We were in a really good spot. Very much we were. The entire weekend. Um so after Johnny Sauter uh passed away, RIP Johnny Sauter. <laughs> <laughs> uh we we switched over to Matt Crafton, mm-hmm. uh very successful truck driver. Mm-hmm. 
figured he was kind of an eighth, ninth, somewhere in the in the yeah. middle of the lead top mm-hmm. ten. Yeah. And uh, we decided to switch over to him because we thought he would be the guy to win. And boy, were we wrong. <laughs> we were very incorrect. So uh, we could not have been, we probably could have went down the list of the remaining drivers and the winner would probably have been very low on our list of who we would have thought we would have won. Never would have yeah. guessed. Yeah. So comes down to a green-white checker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Johnny Sauter was involved in the I think, I think it was a caution before that, maybe. It, I, I, that's when like he that. wrecked. Uh, oh, but yeah. I think and then he, he got was involved again. And, yeah. yeah. So uh, so we got a green-white checkered, which is overtime in, in NASCAR. So you come and take the green flag, you go a lap, and then you take the white flag, and then you race to the checkers or a caution, whichever comes mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. So they're coming down. They take the white flag. They're three wide. They're four wide going down the backstretch, coming around turn three, turn four, coming to the tri-oval. John Hunter Nemechek, the uh, Truck Series final boss, looks to have a win strongly in hand. Enter Tate Fogelman. Yeah. So, uh, John Hunter, yeah, John Hunter just kind of left the door open. He gave him his quarter panel. Yeah. And and if you're Tate Fogelman, you got to take it. Tate Tate took it. And then uh, John Hunter uh, Mm. came a little too low. Yeah. And he got spun. So he's out of the picture now. We have about 200 yards to go. Yeah. And and then uh, Tyler Hill gets into the back of Tate Fogelman. Yeah. They're very close to it. Like, it's, they're pretty even at the time. Honestly. Yep. If they, if they had, they turned facing, like, they went left. Yeah. Like, if they had gone right, yeah. Tyler would have won the race. If, if they didn't get into each other, I think Tyler Hill had the momentum to yeah. clear him, even uh, with, since, you know. Yep. But uh, they, Tate just kind of wrecked a guy like yeah. he's going a little slower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they got into each other and spun, and they the way go, that they spun put uh, <laughs> put Tate up to the line first, and he they just went across skid- the line sideways, and then he skidded right in front of us and into the inside wall where he entered the ambulance, <laughs> and the the car the truck was gone, absolutely obliterated, trashed. So he wins the race. He doesn't know that he wins the race until he gets out of the car. And here's his name in oh, the, the in the speakers in the PA, which is incredible. Yeah. like So, yeah, he's just getting into the ambulance and then here. <laughs> so then he has to go. It, it's his first win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> he gets into the ambulance. He has to go to the infield care center because in NASCAR, if you get wrecked or if you're involved in a wreck, you got to go to the infield care center. Good. So that's where he did his interview for winning the race was at the mm-hmm. infield care center. Yep. And then he went to victory yep. lane. <laughs> Where they where the tow truck was having trouble trying to get the car into victory yeah. lane. <laughs> yeah. So immediately we uh we're already coming yeah. back next year. We've got our money's worth already. Uh, one race. Unbelievable. We're in. Yeah. So and uh there are rumors rumors of rain all weekend long. Mm-hmm. Um and so we didn't really know what was going to take place in the Xfinity race. They had threatened rain. Didn't really see rain, but there were a couple other things that got involved. Uh, which we'll get to now. Um, Xfinity race. <laughs> we left our seats uh, because we did not have any food with us except for some snacks. So we yep. needed something. Yeah. So we go and wait in the longest line of all time. Yeah. About an hour. More. We waited. Yeah. More than an hour. More yeah. than an hour. We're in line. Uh, the stage one of the Xfinity series starts and um, we're in line. So we got the radio going. We, we chose uh we chose AJ Allmendinger. Mm-hmm. 
that's who I picked to win the race. I think at $5 to win like $80 or something like mm-hmm. that. Responsibly, of course. Yep. Uh, so green flag, and he is he is out front. He's making some moves here. He is so, yeah. going up and down the track. He's blocking. He's in the right spots. Mm-hmm. And then we eventually finally get to the front of our line to order our food. And I think we discovered why the line took so long. Yeah, unfortunately, we were uh, we were down an arm on the, we were down a cylinder on our uh, on our server. Um, so the port and the I felt so bad for her because every time the cars went by, so like we're underneath the grandstand, so it's kind of echoey. Super every time, echoey. like the cars went by, and she would like cr- like flinch and cringe and put her hands at like and like man, like we just went through two hundred fifty miles of like we yeah. did nearly a hundred laps of this already. <laughs> we're gonna do another over a hundred. Like, are you like? Is mm. it that traumatic? Yeah. I felt so bad. Felt bad for her, but also she's trying to take orders. And like when the cars come by, you can't hear Yeah, anything. you can't. Yeah, she is. So she like stops and rolls her eyes. Yeah. But uh, she also only had one arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why we were in the wrong line. Whoops. Such as life. We didn't know. Mm-mm. Uh, but we decided to get our, we got our food. And we, so at this point we decided, okay, we'll just stand because we're. It's only like four to go on yeah, the stage. Yeah, four to go on the stage. We'll just stand kind of behind the grandstands so we can see the you can see kind of the cars in the trioval and we can see the tv Almendinger um, drops back to like third or fourth yeah and wrong place at the wrong time yeah so if if you're an xfinity series driver this year you have to understand that you do not want to be around sam mayer uh because something is going to happen to him whether you know a lot of times no fault of his own but something terrible is going to happen to the eight car if sam mayer is behind the wheel uh and this terrible thing was they just completely dumped it into the yeah, into turn three came right into him Ugh. and then went right into AJ and AJ was done for the day. And AJ had a new sponsor and they, all the people were there they like were giving to away watch his, his fire suit and yeah, stuff. They had, uh, they had um, his, they had stuff on the inside wall with, with their, with the sponsor and they had a show car out on the, and he made it 20 laps, <laughs> he made it 20 laps, Ugh. which was tough. It was yeah, tough. For that a one, lot of that reasons. one stung, uh, but that wreck caused a, Caused a red flag. Mm-hmm. The and first of the two first or of three. Two or yeah. three. Yeah. So they had to clean it up. So we ate our mediocre food. Yeah. Mediocre at best. The fries were terrible. Yeah. Fries. Yeah. Fries really brought down the average there, unfortunately. Yeah. So, but we had a plan in place for uh, the next couple of days, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so there was a red flag. We got to eat our food, got to take some time. Uh, and then we decided to go with Justin Allgaier mm-hmm. as our backup driver. Going for the home state. Justin Allgaier. Which was a really good pick. Yeah. He uh, ended up finishing third. He was right there the whole time. Yeah, it was a, by the time, of it, you know, spoiler alert, by the time we got to the end of the race, it was a question of who was in the lead. So yeah, I mean, we can just go ahead. He could have just won it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we should know. We're, we're skipping forward to the end of the race, but every lap of all three races, mm-hmm. you're on the edge of your seat. It was un- like anything could happen at any time. And like there was no lulls. There were no. no. Like, it was unbelievably intense the entire time. Yeah, incredible incredible to to be able to watch it and to listen to the radios like i said it's just a completely different experience if you're in the stands and you get to listen to the guys on the radio um so we come down to it uh now we're fighting the light yeah yeah, it's it's, getting dark and fast yeah so yeah it's dark dark pretty quickly yeah and uh they are coming down they're on the back stretch they're three wide for the lead Mm -hmm. and they start wrecking behind them Mm mm-hmm and then the caution comes out, but they don't know 
who is in the lead because all three of them, I mean, they were right there with each other. Yeah. It was Brandon Brown, Brandon Jones, and Justin Allgaier. Yep. And were, it's getting, and it, at this point, it's getting dark. Yeah. There way are no darker. lights at Talladega. It is mm-hmm. getting dark. And um, so they're riding around. And normally you go double file, single file, whatever for the pace laps. Mm-hmm. No, all three of them. They're three wide, just waiting for somebody. <laughs> two of them are right next to the pace car, and mm-hmm. one of them is right behind the pace car. Like, yeah. They're waiting. Like, no, nobody wants to budge. Yeah, we're not acquiescing here. Yeah. But eventually, uh, the race control, they said Brandon Brown, Brandon Brown to first. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ends up winning it because of darkness. Yes, which is, you know, safety first if you have tinted... Uh, advisors or you got some tear offs on your windshield yeah you can't see anything right there so so that's the second first time winner Mm -hmm. we saw for the weekend yep Yep. which was incredible Mm -hmm. um so xfinity gets a first time winner trucks get a first time winner we go out of saturday thinking we have hit the lottery yeah and at this point we're thinking there's a chance we might not be lucky tomorrow (laughs) yeah in terms of the race occurring yeah i already had we already got our complete trips worth out of these two races so we did do a post uh saturday recording which i'll play now i think this one's a little longer Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll play it and then uh we'll keep it going here okay uh we are in the parking lot post races um it is 6 45 p.m central standard time it is dark and it has began to sprinkle Mm -hmm. griff what a day so if I recall, now I know for the listener, it was a couple of seconds ago, uh, but a few hours ago, I believe I asked for chaos. Uh, we got a little bit of chaos today, didn't we, Tommy? It's almost not enough chaos, but oh my God. I mean, the truck race, I once that finished, I was like, okay, if everything goes to crap after this, like it doesn't matter because that was one of the best races I've ever seen in my life. And then the Xfinity race was just as awesome. I've never felt fulfilled yeah. so much after seeing a, ra- a uh, shortened race due yeah. to any kind of mother naturely yes. things. Yeah. Um, before we get into the races, I do need to point out. So we stopped recording the pre-race thing, and then we walked in. We had our big heavy cooler with all of our drinks, and then we had to proceed to walk almost two miles, probably right. Yeah, mile I, and a half ish yeah, to our seats it's pretty far from where we are outside uh probably turn four yeah. of uh talladega and we got in the gate and we had to walk across the entire trioval uh to get to our seats and that's a really far away including about a 30 foot 25 degree incline yes at the very beginning that yeah. we found that when we came back yes uh, it was totally unnecessary yes so that was fun uh, totally worth it though, because uh, we get to our seats and then we see the truck race. Um, if you listen to Thursday's podcast and uh, looked at my picks on Twitter, you saw that I picked Johnny Sauter to win the race, and that looked good for ninety percent of the race. So we uh, on our scanner uh, that Tommy so wonderfully provided, uh, we put uh, Johnny Sauter on there uh, for a number of reasons. Um, including, but not limited to, Tommy uh, placing a responsible wager. Yeah, uh, and uh, him being good at this track, and for him being um, a bit of a potty mouth. Yeah, but he was so calm for most of the race. Most of it, yeah. Uh, and of course, there were. Uh, it was pretty tame. Uh, there were cautions, but when I say tame, every time 
we saw them come through the trioval and then across the start finish line and then pass us going into turn one and turn two and then we saw them enter the back stretch and then we were blind from back stretch back to the trioval so we had to rely on the TVs mm-hmm. um, I, you're on the edge of your seat the whole the whole time now like I always thought like every race I've ever been to in person, I feel like I'm clouded, but, you know, I, I think races are way more entertaining in person, no matter how entertaining they are. Um, and, you know, I've, I've liked every restrictor plate race I've watched. Like, they're always, they're my favorite race. Um, but this still rings true. It, a restrictor plate race in person is still so much better than watching it on TV. Yeah. Just absolutely incredible. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was undescribable. Um, the first full lap around, we took our headphones off to just listen to the cars and blow our eardrums. Uh, great feeling. One of the best feelings in sports. The, I think the coolest part is like the couple of seconds right before the cars get to you and you just hear like a thunder yeah. as they go through the trial. Oh yeah. Oh, that was amazing. the other, yeah, that was the other thing too. Um, <laughs> when they said, uh, drivers start your engines on the trucks. It just went completely silent. Yeah, you can't hear That's anything. how far away yeah. the trucks were on this huge track. We couldn't <laughs> even hear the trucks running. It was awesome. So uh, the race goes on. There are a couple of a couple of wrecks, but we're coming down to it. It ends up being a green-white checker. So over time, uh, Johnny Sauter had wrecked. It wasn't his fault. They were just getting aggressive at the end of the race. It happens. It is what it is. He did start to get pretty upset uh, towards the end, he did have his potty mouth. Yeah, he was. Um, so he that was, was fairly, fun. He was he was mad at a couple guys. Yeah. Uh, younger drivers. Yeah. Uh, but he was particularly uh, displeased with Zane Smith. Yeah. Uh, he used some choice language uh, in regards to him while he was leading the race, uh, and I think he might have bl- partially blamed him. I don't know what happened. But yeah. It was. Uh, it was the second big crash after what we learned was the largest. Uh, crash in truck series history <laughs> yeah largest that was the one that took him wasn't it uh, wasn't he in that one it was 16 trucks it was the largest yeah it might have been largest yeah, yeah. wreck in talladega truck series history but it wasn't the last one <laughs> uh, but it wasn't the last they still one, no. found a way so on the last lap they take the they take the white flag they go around they make it to turn four I, did somebody go in the wall and they're coming down to the trioval? So yeah, I, mean, uh, I have that correct. I, I'm trying to remember during the green white checker. Yes, so I think like on coming the, to the finish, right? Yeah, yeah, on the white on the last lap mm-hmm. coming around turn four, somebody went in the fence in turn four. Maybe yeah, and I, then they come around, they let them race to the end, and then they get out of the trioval. And at Talladega, the finish line is after the trioval. Oh, I think the uh, second what. Uh, are you talking about when Chase Purdy? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah, that was before the green-white check. So, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so they come around turn four. So, yeah. Scratch everything I just said. <laughs> come around turn four. Come around the trioval. The second-place truck wrecks the first-place truck, takes first. Then that then the truck behind him spins him, yeah. and they go across the start-finish line sideways. Yeah, and... From my view, I don't know if there was anything egregious that occurred. Uh, I know it was John Hunter and Tate Fogelman who got into each other, which led to John Hunter, uh, Nemechek, spinning into the trial of grass. Yes. Um, and I've not seen a replay that 
leads me to believe anyone's at fault one yes. way or the other, but then... And then Fungal Boy wins yeah. it sideways, <laughs> yeah. and then wrecks into the wall, and they have to they have to tow his truck to Victory Lane. Yeah. And yeah. he had to go to the infield care center before yeah. he went to Victory Lane. Yeah, because, yeah, he crashed and spun, but then he hit... He broadside driver's, yeah. driver's door, hit the inside wall. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> pretty, insane. Pretty gnarly. Absolutely insane. Awesome finish. Griffin and I look at each other, and we're like, this is the greatest day of our lives. Uh, and it was so much fun. So then, but we're looking at each other. We're like, we have a whole nother race to yeah, go. There's still 300 miles of action left. So, <laughs> yeah. So maybe when the, a, a little yeah. less, but we were so, close. yeah. So my boy that I responsibly placed a wager on in the second race was AJ Allmendinger. Uh, and I mean, three wide, all sometimes four wide, through the whole first segment, it felt like the first stage. Oh yeah. And then the last lap, somebody got into somebody who got into AJ, and yeah. AJ's done. Yeah. And then so him and Sam Mayer crash into the turn three wall, uh, which looked I think they broke the safer barrier. They broke so, the wall. So yeah. there was some welding going on. Yeah. So Everybody there was, was a red okay. flag. Yeah. There was like a thirty-minute red flag. So then they raced. They stayed pretty clean in stage two, mm-hmm. and then stage three green flag pit stops and then there was a wreck and they had they had to do some fuel mileage situations mm-hmm. another wreck yeah we another had... red flag <laughs> now we're fighting darkness yeah and uh we latched on to justin allgaier's radio stayed calm through a lot of yeah, it there was a is... lot of chaos in the in the xfinity race i felt like there was a lot of single file, like more single file, mm-hmm. but also more three wide, four wide situations yeah. in the truck every race. Time, every time the single file happened, it was quickly solved. Somebody made a move to end yeah. it, uh, yeah. which was good so, for entertainment purposes. Yeah, so they, come to, so they come to the line, like 23 to go, green flag, and we're starting to worry about darkness. They go a few laps, and then a few people get into each other again in turn four, Turns three and four were the hot corner uh, tonight or today because that's where the majority of the wrecks happen. Usually the um, the uh, Talladega that I know, it's there's a lot of wrecks in turn coming around turn two on yeah. to the backstretch. We only had one backstretch yeah. incident. Yeah, and there was, yeah. yeah, and but the hot corner was turns three and four tonight and yeah. then in the trioval. So, so there was a wreck and then they did a couple pace laps they had to determine who was in the lead at the time of the wreck because they were they were three wide for the lead. Yep. And they made a decision, and then they had to call the race because of darkness because yep. Talladega does not have lights. And, and the whole time we get to listen to Eddie DeHunt, uh, Justin Allgaier spotter, and Justin Allgaier kind of discuss, like, what happens. Yeah. Um, if, you know, what they're talking about, their their um, spotters were asked to give a thumbs up or thumbs down, and they're all like, yeah, we're, we're fine. We'll race till it's pitch black. We don't care. We can still see them. Uh, NASCAR made the decision uh, that it was a little dark, and boy, it it was dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it there, was dark. What, they made There's the no right... headlights on NASCAR cars. Yeah, they made the right call. <laughs> they definitely made the right call. So we had two first-time winners, our first mm-hmm. time at Talladega. Yeah, Brandon Brown driving for his own team, um, owned by him and his father, I believe. Uh, he's doing it the right way. Uh, he just uh, he sold all the sponsorship he could. All of his primary sponsors got filled for this year. Um, with a variety of companies, so uh, he hustled hard and uh, 
got himself a win yeah. in the second highest level of American stock car racing. Sure did. Good for um, him. And it was incredible. Great day. Um, and uh, then we, we made the trek back to our car to record this. Uh, we're tired, <laughs> a little hungry. Yeah. But, man, what a day. Wouldn't trade it for anything. And then hopefully we get to do it again tomorrow. There's some rain in the forecast. Uh, we're a little nervous as to what tomorrow is going to lead to. Uh, but we, we're going to be out here. We're okay. going to be ready to go regardless. So I will bring some Rain-X. Uh, we will start <laughs> spraying the track just so it yeah. you know, washes right off. Yeah. Uh, so um, Also, the chicken tenders at Talladega Super Speedway, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'll give them uh, 5.2. Now, if we're talking about the fries at the Talladega Super Speedway, yeah. I'm going to give them a solid 1. Yeah, yeah. they were not mm -hmm. good. Yep. Not good. Um, also, the bathrooms at Talladega make me appreciate the bathrooms at Wrigley Field. Yeah, uh huh. I I appreciate pretty much all. I uh, I used a Waffle House bathroom this morning that had a cockroach and human feces in it, uh, and I appreciated that bathroom after using the Talladega Super Speedway yeah. bathroom. So that's where we're at. Um, yeah. So great day. Can't wait to do it again. Griff, final thoughts. Uh, I don't know if I have the brain capacity any longer. Uh, to have any thoughts other than let's do that NASCAR. Yes. I don't know if I have the brain capacity to get out of here. Uh, I see a lot of brake lights, and I'm wondering what my move's going to be, so I need to figure that out. This is what all those years of the Grand Theft Auto was uh, prepared for. That's right, folks. I mean... That about sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a couple things to lead off. So first off... A lot of repetitive information there because I don't remember what we said, but it was cool to hear us in the moment. Yeah. And that was a fun thing. How uh, young and naive we were. Yes. Uh, number two, while that was happening, I realized that my headphones were not plugged in all the way. So I have not been hearing everything correctly in my headphones until right just now. Oh, it sounds fine. One of these days I'm going to get this podcasting thing right. We're going to figure it out. So mm. it is recording, right? Oh, no. Yeah, it's recording. Uh, and then number three, Griffin, for reasons that you'll find out, brought us both a very nice, refreshing Dr. Pepper mm -hmm. uh, to drink, which I appreciate. Forgot how much carbonation is in it. Yeah. I've been feeling, burping nonstop. Yes, same, yeah. It's, I uh, haven't had one of these in almost 10 years. Uh, <laughs> but it's ooh. good. And it's got the bears on it. Go bears. Go bears. Um, all right. So that was... Uh, that was Saturday, the recap. Unfortunately, that was the last time we recorded on site. Um, that's because the weather was horrendous. Didn't want to do anything with the equipment. And we probably wouldn't be able, if we recorded anywhere in the car, you just hear rain yeah. the whole time. Yeah, rain the whole time. And it was, uh, we never really had the chance or the no, time. Yeah, to, we didn't have a lot of time. Yeah, even though we were there super early. But uh, so we go home Saturday night and and, and uh, I ended that with saying I had no idea how I would get out of there. That's before I realized how absolutely easy it was to get out of the Talladega parking lot and onto Interstate 20 East. Yes, yeah. We weren't going west, so we were safe. Everybody went west. Yeah. Look at Everybody that goes to Talladega is from west. Yeah, how about that? So we <laughs> we just scooted right out of there, mm -hmm. and we were fine. Um, so uh, we went home right to bed Yep. because we got to do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, left a little later on Sunday. It's because um, we we weren't going to stop at Waffle House for breakfast. We mm -hmm. knew we were going to get something quick. And also, the weather didn't look good, so we weren't sure that we were going to be fighting much of a crowd. Uh, there was a crowd. 
definitely a car. There was an incredible amount of people at the Talladega Super Speedway, which but made argue, me very happy. Yeah, which which is weird because arguably, like, we showed up later and we got an even better parking spot than yeah. we got on Saturday because mm-hmm. we knew what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, so we get there. Uh, it's cloudy. No rain yet. Right. It had, it had rained over the night. You could hear the Air Titans working. You could but, definitely yeah. tell that it had rained. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we get out. We start walking. We decide to walk to the back stretch around mm-hmm. turn four and turn three backwards towards the back stretch. We just needed something to wake us up. Yeah. So we're walking and uh, it's it's cloudy, but it's not dark. And then it is dark. Yeah. Then it's really dark. Like really fast. Yeah. So some lady comes over and asked us if we want to ride. And we said no like responsible adults. Yep. Just kidding. It was her job. Yeah. Uh, and then we start walking and then maybe a little quicker and then some big raindrops hit and then us. We're running. Uh, yeah. And then we're running and then, and then the heavens opened up. We were about a hundred yards from the car, so we didn't get too wet, but we definitely got wet. Yeah. So we sat in the car and waited uh, for 45 minutes, an hour. We sat in the car. It yeah, it didn't seem like it was even that long, but no, it, we watched it, a YouTube video and we were fine. Oh yeah, like yeah. we, we were we, good. Yeah, uh, and then opens up a little bit. We decided to get out. We walked over by the merchandise tents uh, or the trailers and tent, mm-hmm. uh, and then we went made our way to the infield again. We got to see the Cup cars, which was awesome because mm-hmm. these are these are the big names. These mm-hmm. are the ones that you're familiar with if you're watching NASCAR. Um, we got saw we saw the Hendrick boys. We saw Chase uh, Bowman, William Byron. Uh, we got to see uh, Bubba's car, uh, Ryan Blaney, like all of our favorite guys. Yeah, we got everybody. to see all, yeah. we, all of them. We got to mm-hmm. see all the cars. Uh, so had a good time. We went to Big Bill's, which is like a big like warehouse looking thing. Yeah, it's like kind of barn, kind of, you know, yeah. Morton Buildings-esque kind yeah, of thing. You, but it's... you go and you have like a drink or something and they have big tables that you can sit at. And we sat and watched like the top 10 Dale moments of all time, which yeah. was, which was our, awesome. With our $2 sodas and $2, $2, $2 sodas. hot dog. I yeah. got a hot dog. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so we sat there for a little while and then we were like, yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll go ahead and, and head back out. So we're, we're walking that way. And then I see uh, this little opening towards Pitt Road that people are just kind of walking in. I don't know what our credentials get us and don't get us. So I walked up to it. There was a lady there and Griffin and I are wearing the credentials, like the ticket holder, like yeah, around our necks. Fancy. Like we looked like we were somebody, which we absolutely were not. Not at all. So we walk right by her and then all of a sudden we're on Talladega Super Speedway. Yeah. There's no sign or nothing advertising that we were allowed to do this, but we were. I mean, it was part of the thing, but there is no, we never knew that we could have done it. But nope. Yeah. So we walked right on. To the pit road, mm-hmm. and I mean, we knew that it was big when we drove up to it. We knew that it was big when we sat and watched it. Then you're on it. Yeah, when you're on the track, it's even bigger. It was huge, man. Like, massive. Uh, the banking, even in the trioval, looked yeah. very steep. Yeah, it, it was. It was incredibly steep. Hard to walk up and down. Yeah, yeah. so so we walked uh, walked down Pit Road. We walked over by the start-finish line on the track, like where we saw, we've seen, uh, we've seen Dale win. We've seen Jeff Gordon win. Dale Jr. win. We saw Carl Edwards go up against the fence. Mm-hmm. Seen a lot of things and a lot of historic things. Like when Ricky Bobby and John Gerard ran across the start-finish line. I did yeah. want to remake that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Definitely did, but I didn't. Yeah. I restrained. Too many, too many people running. Too many people standing on the start-finish yeah, line. I, I restrained. I did not do it, but 
We spent a good 15, 20 minutes just, yeah, just standing on there. the track yeah. at Talladega Super Speedway, which was like, uh, I mean, obvious things were my favorite moments, but that was definitely one of my yeah. favorite moments. It's so cool. Yeah. So we walked back out, uh, and then my friend David D-Train and his family were tailgating, so shout out to them. Had a delicious cheeseburger. Uh, yes, uh, we got we got to spend some time with them. I hadn't seen him in a few years, so it was good to see him and and his dad and his brother. And we hung out with them for a little while. Um, then we went back to the car and grabbed our cooler from from Bucky's mm-hmm. and started our mile and a half trek to our seats, <laughs> where we remained for <laughs> yep a we, long time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so backstory on Saturday when we went back. We went back to the car after we went into the infield when mm-hmm. we were recording. Yeah. And I called my mom and I said, hey, uh, for tomorrow, would you mind stopping at Publix, uh, the grocery store chain down there, and getting us a couple sub sandwiches for, for when we go to the race on Sunday? Uh, so that way we have something to eat. We don't have to wait in the long line. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Because, you know, Penny Irby, saint of Wonder- all saints. Wonderful. Uh, and... <laughs> We left Sunday morning and I completely forgot the yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, we did not have any sandwiches. Damn it. <laughs> However, blessing in disguise. Blessing in disguise. Because, As we will uh, soon find because, out. Because, I mean, we got a delicious lunch from mm-hmm. David. Yep. Uh, and then we went to our seats. We were ready to go. We had our Red Bulls. I'm wearing a Chase Elliott energy. What's the energy drink? Uh, A-Shock. A-shock. Adrenaline shock. Yeah. I'm wearing his shirt for that specific energy drink, drinking a Red Bull. Yep. We're, we're half fans. Plan that well. Yep. Whoops. Uh, and uh, we sat there, and uh, the, the skies, it's like... It looks fine. It's cloudy. Yeah. It did rain, so they are drying the track, so, yep. that, so the race is obviously being delayed. Yeah. Yeah, the rain was kind of off and on. Mm-hmm. After we left uh, David's camp, um, it was pretty much off. There was It wasn't raining yeah, at all. right. Yeah. So they started drying the track, and I don't know if you guys know this, but it probably takes a long time to dry three miles of track and yeah, then and very then, long time. and then the lower part mm-hmm. so add another three miles right yeah takes a while yeah not, it's you, not a i quick don't care process. how many jet dryers you have it's gonna yeah. take a while yeah so they get the so at this point griffin had the excellent idea of listening to race control yes so we we watch them dry the track for hour and a half two uh, hours maybe yeah, at, at after least. yeah at after least. the scheduled start time of the race uh, and we're listening to race control. We're listening to progressive, you know, call calling the dryers and the air tightens to different parts of the track. Uh, and there's, you know, they have uh, the AMR safety team making yep. laps around the track saying like, yeah, they, I don't have any drops in the windshield anymore. It looks good in turn one, two, whatever. Yeah. Let's just focus on over here. Um, and then the captain of the crew, he just says, can you get me a race by three o'clock? And they're like, if it doesn't rain again, we gotcha. Uh, so a couple minutes go by, they say, all right, tell the drivers starting engines at 227 yep and And sure enough 227 driver start your engines so they take the pace laps Mm -hmm. we got and then they said down pit road this time one to go Mm -hmm. so they had to they had to set their pit road speeds it's one Mm -hmm. to go as they're exiting pit road the heavens open up just as they start playing sweet home alabama for a one like less than two minutes the heavens open up and only in turns one and two yep Race control, oh, they're on the back stretch, mm-hmm. and the race control says, we have lost the track. At this point, it's like 3 o'clock. They're already not going to get 500 miles in. Yeah, and they're not going to, and they have they got to start trying. It's going to be another hour, hour and a half before they get to turns yeah. 1 and 2 with so how massive it is before they Yeah, before they even get to pit road, race control says, 
garages open at 9 a.m., race at noon. Yeah. Ugh. So, hey, we at least heard it before they announced it to everybody else. Yep. Uh, and And so we did not see a race. Nope. Made it back to our car before we got rained on, though, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Um, and then at this point, we're thinking about a decision that we have to make yeah. coming in the morning. Are we going to stay for the race on Monday or are we just going to go ahead and go back? We were working on Tuesday, both of us. That was non-negotiable. We had right. to work on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And rain was in the forecast for Monday. Yeah. Significantly. The, yeah, bad, bad rain. So we decided that we would wake up in the morning as if we were going to go to the race. And then if we decided not to, we would just continue on back to Chicago. So we're on our way home. And Griffin breaks some news on Twitter. Yeah. So uh, we're heading to Zaxby's already. Uh, we decide, you know what, we're, let's go get some Zaxby's. Uh, and uh, I just scrolling on Twitter. I hadn't been able to go on the internet at all because we have no service. Uh, and we see some bad news about uh, John West Townley, driver of the number 05 Athenian Motorsports uh, Chevrolet Silverado, sponsored by his father's company, Zaxby's. Uh, a delicious meal. Uh, unfortunately, he had been shot to death that day in Athens, Georgia. Uh and this was all we knew at the time. So, so we're already thinking, well, well, now we Zaxby's, have to go to yeah, Zaxby's. Zaxby's in his honor. Get some Texas toast and some wings, and it'll be a great time. Uh, and then by the time we're like a mile away from the Zaxby's. It, yeah, if that. We find out what happened. <laughs> and apparently it's not a good idea to go to your ex-wife's house with a hatchet to attempt to kill her and a boyfriend. Mm. Again, you know, I mean, I know... We're all very shocked at this moment, um, but I wouldn't recommend trying it as you will then be gunned down, especially in Georgia. Uh, yeah. 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 So don't do that. Um, official. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I should take the stance. Uh, the official opinion of the Tommy experience is to not try to ax murder anyone. Yeah. Regardless I'm okay with of you your saying feelings. that. Yeah, yeah. You're an official contributor now. Okay. Um, I feel like that's a, that's an easy take to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if that does happen, which we do not, uh, condone or anything, uh, we are officially against doing this. Yes. Uh, if you are going to do it better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my thoughts were, you know, he was just going over there to bury the hatchet and it just went wrong. (laughs) This is terrible. We're terrible. Oops. Uh, also on the way home though, besides murder, uh, we found the greatest, radio station of all time in the atlanta area yep uh public radio is a wonderful thing my god so <laughs> we're flipping through the channels and i think it's 97.3 maybe or something like that for those of you that are in the atlanta area uh atlanta public radio it was celtic night yeah or the the, the very creatively named the celtic show the celtic show uh incredible Yep. Uh, if I if I wasn't worried about copywriting, I would play some of the noises, yeah, good, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's only 20 people that listen to this anyway, but whatever. Uh, but they're gonna find. Yeah, they're gonna find us. <laughs> yeah, and then they're gonna sue us for everything we got, which mm-hmm. is not much. Yeah, no, 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 not a whole lot. Did just get a new microphone. That's why this sounds so good. Oh, it sounds great. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we listened to Atlanta Public Radio. Uh, so we were listening to the Celtic show and then what was next Griff? So then he announces that at, uh, so of course it's very well-timed. Uh, so <laughs> he, he just stops the middle of the song and just starts talking over it. That coming up next is the menstrual show. And we just both look at each other and I are, almost drove off the road. Yeah. We need to know what the menstrual show is about. Uh, and they say it many times and we are very clear that it's the menstrual show. We were very sure of what we heard. 
so then the menstrual show comes on uh, with a five minute custom song. No less. Than it's incredible. Like minutes rambling long. and like I don't like it's a song about and it's ta- and yeah it's about it's doing like opioids. opioids. Yeah, it's and I it could, just kept saying it's time for the menstrual show. show. Yeah. So we were again what? very clear to what we were about to hear. Uh, and I'm I'm on my phone googling like the menstrual show, trying to figure <laughs> like what what are we about to hear on on safety search, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I realized that the whole time it's been the minstrel show, which is a word I've never heard before. So I, yep. Yeah. So we looked it up. I don't remember yeah, what we it are, means. We are 11 years old. Um, <laughs> we were very excited to. We were just curious oh, to man. see what they were what words going to be discussed. Yep. Unfortunately, it's just music that you know so to yeah. recap that hour uh we find out that we're listening to the menstrual show the minstrel show uh and some guy murdered his ex, or got murdered because he tried to murder his yeah ex. i wouldn't call him being murdered he got he got got yeah he got got at um, that point yeah yeah so also t's and p's to the to the ex because she was misstruck with a bullet right uh, I believe she's, we'll, we'll see what's going on. Uh, she's expected to survive. So that's good. Great. Um, because, uh, yeah, uh, John West Townley, not a good guy. Yep. Like, official stance of, yeah. of me at least. Well, now he's Texas toast. So yep. yes, he is. Anywho, back to what we were doing. We had our Zaxby's. We act, this was actually a blessing in disguise. I'm trying to get us back on track. <laughs> Griffin's losing it. Texas toast. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. It took you so long. I know. So, oh. All right. I'm back. I'm all right. I'm all right. Back. <laughs> you know who's not all right? John West Townley, everybody. R.I.P. Uh, okay. Kind yeah. of. Just just R. Rest. Just yeah. rest. Yeah. Get stop trying. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh it was actually a blessing in disguise because at this point Griffin and I were absolutely burned out. Yeah. Uh three straight days of like Four hours of sleep at most. Oh, can I just say one more thing? Please. Axby's. Damn it. That's it. Just the one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything else for that. Okay. So yeah, we're completely, we are fried at <laughs> this point. Yeah. Griffin's still uh, losing it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. No more JWT. All right. <laughs> R.I.P. R. R. Uh, so yeah, we at a most, most four hours of sleep a night. So mm-hmm. we actually got to to go to bed at like 8.39 yeah. and not wake up until 6.37. So we got yeah. a decent night's sleep. And both, both of, us of us woke, woke up. Before. <laughs> no, <laughs> you go. <laughs> <laughs> both of us got up before our alarms. Our so alarms. we took that as a really good sign that yeah. uh, we were all right. We were caught up. Yeah, it was um, it was well needed. Boy, uh, did we need this we, going forward. Yeah, more than anything, we needed this. Uh, and so we got it. It was great to to be rested and feel good. Um, so we woke up the next morning and then we went to Talladega for what would be the final time. Yeah. Uh, so, we, yeah, we, we woke up and we decided, you know, you know, Tommy asked me for my official, uh, weather report. I didn't even look. Yeah. I, I wanted you to make the decision because I, like I knew that if I said, let's go home and then it's the best race of all time. I like whatever I did that weekend would be thrown out the window. So I needed Griffin to make the decision. <laughs> And all I could give him was, we're going to get a green flag. And that wasn't good enough for me. And you know what? Damn it. We got a green flag. Uh, yeah. So we go uh, we go to Talladega again, and it, it rains on the way there. Mm-hmm. But when we got there, 
not a drop. Yeah. We, it was, I mean, it was very, it had rained all night the last night. It was very yeah. wet there. Yeah. We went into the infield again. We did the infield one more time. Um, we got to walk around. Um, and we had, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. The infield was so cool. Yeah. I, I can't recommend enough the garage experience at Talladega. It's so nice there. Yeah. So much interaction you can get with the, the cars, the teams, whatever. You know, yeah. it's it's well worth a shot. Garage it's very is, nice. Yeah, garage is open at 9, race started at 12. So about an hour to go, uh, we we left um, we left the infield. We went back to the car. We loaded up the cooler one more time. Mm-hmm. We just up there. And with our up. sandwiches? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we got, got our the sam- sandwiches. Which well, we, we did to, forget in yeah. the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we went to Waffle House in the morning, but luckily we did it in town in Fayetteville. And... Uh, I said, yeah, I forgot the sandwiches. No, I, I asked. Oh, I, I jokingly asked you, like, you, did you get the sandwiches? And you're like, no. Damn it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so we went back and got the sandwiches uh, and, and fixed my windshield wiper. My windshield wiper was doing some really weird stuff on the way home uh, Sunday night. So uh, It was very limp. Yeah, so I fixed it. And, I mean, it was, like, just a tick away from just flying off my yeah, car. which would, I mean, you know, I could have spotted for you from the passenger seat. I <laughs> yeah. can see fine. Definitely. It would totally worked. Yeah, but I, I attached it, and man, they have never worked so good. <laughs> so fixed that, got the sandwiches. We made it to Talladega. We got our sandwiches now. So mm-hmm. we uh, <laughs> back forward. We got back from the infield. We loaded the cooler, uh, and then we made the one last trek to our seats. Assuming that we're going to have much less weight in the cooler by the time we came back. Yep. And again, that was, yeah, again that, correct. That was our incentive of... Uh, hydrating hydrating is we had to carry the cooler back so we wanted to we wanted it to be as light as possible and we and we loaded the thing with body armors yeah we had so many yeah so so we get to our seats we reached up there and pulled them belt tight one more time uh and ate our sandwiches ate half of them before the race Mm -hmm. started and then they come out on the track there's when we when we showed up there was not a cover on a car yep the sun is shining we got cars uncovered and we're we're feeling pretty confident yeah. because I keep looking at the rate they keep pushing back yep. the because now that there's like six people left at the track there the I get service again yeah uh, shout out yeah. Verizon um so then we uh, <laughs> I can actually look at the weather and I see you know hey it keep, they keep put just sun a, was shining little, it's a little cloud icon instead of a little rain icon yeah the sun at was like shining two three four and it keeps getting I'm yeah like, all right let's so, think, let's do this yeah. so the race starts on time and. Uh, we we decided to zone in on Bubba, that yep. Griffin's guy, Bubba Wallace. Mm-hmm. I had my uh, my shirt from last year when he drove the Black Lives Matter car at Martinsville. Yep, uh, it was a long sleeve shirt, so I was uncomfortable. But you know what? I got to you know go Bubba. So we had to support the guy. Yep. So uh, I mean, I had my Chase Elliott shirt on, but obviously was rooting for him. Was rooting for Bubba. Was rooting for Ryan Blaney. Was rooting for everybody but Kyle. Busch. Yeah, we were gonna be happy. Yeah, with, and maybe with whatever the show that and we were going to Slogano. see. Right. And Recky Spinhouse. Yeah. Oh, I, I like Recky Spinhouse. Yeah, well, he's, a, he's a wild card. I can appreciate a wild card. <laughs> he's definitely a wild card. Yeah, as we have. <laughs> yeah. So, race starts, and uh, yeah, Recky Spinhouse was on display early. Mm-hmm. Making uh, moves. Yep. With no regard for human life. Nope. Uh, Bubba, Bubba escaped one of them. Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, there was a lot of, you can tell that the driver, they're like, you know, we're just going to try and go as far as we can. Um they were racing like it was the last 30 laps the whole time. Yeah, the entire because time. there was yeah. no, nobody knew. Yeah, we didn't know because it looked like weather-wise, like it could be 500 miles today. We could get to exactly yeah. halfway. We could get to the end of stage two. We don't know. Right. Um, it did rain a little bit 
during green flag like we it rained on us a couple times yeah and, and nothing got called well they did stop it once yeah they yeah, there was one more time that they stopped yeah it dried turn one and turn two it took about an hour but they got it they got yeah. it dried yeah um and then back to racing back yeah. to racing and so we're listening to bubba's crew his, his spotter did an incredible job yeah Bubba stayed cool the whole time. There's mm-hmm. stuff happening in front of him, behind him, next to him, like all over the place, yeah, and he stayed they, calm. They 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 called an incredible race. Booty Barker with they they pit like four times under one caution just yeah. for extra fuel. They like, made just an incredible call of that caution, which a lot of guys did come yeah. down and splash off for fuel, mm-hmm. like to just to top it off. But uh, the spotter for Bubba and the crew chief said, you know what, like. Give us 10 laps just hanging in the back, mm-hmm. saving fuel, and then go for it. Yeah. And as soon as they and said go for it, yeah. it took him so two he, laps to so get to the he lead. Did, he, yeah. like, he, stayed, he stayed with the lead pack. He wasn't all the way in the back, but he was back there. Yeah, enough where you couldn't hit the brakes. Nobody's going to hit Correct. Him. Yeah. And then at the minute that his, that his crew chief said, all right, go, his spotter said, all right, you want top or bottom? And he picked one, and then they just worked together the whole time. Before you know it, Bubba's in third. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've reached the halfway point, so yep. the race is I, official at I, this point. I, I screamed very loud once we got to lap 94. Yep. Like we, oh so boy, we're gonna at we're, this point we're calling a winner today. Yeah, at this point, no matter what, the race is gonna end and we're gonna have a winner. Um, so we're racing. Bubba fights for third, fights for fourth. Then he's in the lead. Mm-hmm. He's in front of Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano. And Joey Logano, they're coming around three and four, and. Uh, William Byron gets in the... Oh, we need to talk about Alex Bowman. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, so before this, Alex Bowman gets to the lead. Um, this is um, quite a few laps beforehand. I mean, Alex, and he yeah. did like a Bubba thing, like coming yeah. up through the crowd, and then he right. finally takes the lead. Yeah, and uh, there are two Alex Bowman fans uh, stand, like standing the entire time, right very front, right close at to, the closest as the track as you can get. Uh, and they go nuts. Absolutely insane. And it just made me so... like. You know, it could be anybody, but I like it could be Kyle Busch. But you know that there's somebody there that has never seen their driver get to the like. What a great feeling! That uh, yeah. is. So I was so happy, you know, and especially the it journey cool. that Alex Bowman's been. You know, it's just just it a really nice, cool. a sweet moment to see. Uh, and then he gets dumped in the wall. Oh, and so we don't know. We because from where we sit, you know, we can tell there's a crash. They're showing it on TV. Yep. We can't immediately tell who was involved. And they just put Alex Bowman's smoking car on the big screen. <laughs> and we just immediately look back down at them. They throw their hands up and they stand there for a minute or so. And they left. And they left. They just left. And that just made I me felt sad. so bad for them. Like, they just left. I feel so bad. Because if Chase had wrecked, like, yeah, we, at yeah. least I have stock in other drivers. Yeah, so, like, Bubba, I'm interested yeah, in If the, Bubba wrecked, you know, we're, we're not going anywhere. Right, we're going yeah. to see how this plays out. But all of their stock was in Alex Bowman. And yeah, then they uh, just yeah, left. Man, yeah. <sighs> So that was sad. I wish I could have talked them, or I wish I did try to talk them into staying, Mm -hmm. but you know, whatever. Maybe they had, maybe they had to drive 800 miles to get home so that they they could work the next day. I couldn't imagine having to do that. Nope. Uh, So Bubba takes the lead and then there's a wreck behind him. Mm -hmm. Ryan Priest and William Byron get together. Yeah. uh, As your dad said, uh, it was good to see the 24 car with flames again. Ouch. Because it was on fire. Yeah. Really, Um, Really bad too. Yeah. And so... Bubba's spotter said they're wrecking behind you, but keep going. Yeah, stay in he's it. Still no caution yeah. for the lead. No caution. No caution. No caution. Yellow. And then they yellows caution. out. Yeah, and then they're making the laps around, and drop, 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 downpour. Yeah, like we just keep feeling drop, and I'm. It starts to we start to feel raindrops, and I look at Tommy like I'm just like what 
What's about to happen here? What? Let it rain. What is happening? And, it and then it rains harder and, and harder. And pours and pours. And they bring the cars down pit lane and they put the covers on them. And Griffin and I were like, or Griffin said, we got to go. We got to go to the start finish line. Yeah, we got to go somewhere. Yeah, somewhere we got to go. So we now, go to the start finish line. This is where <laughs> it gets interesting. So this all plays out over the course of a half hour, 45 minutes, something like that. Mind you, for those of you that don't know, Bubba Wallace is the only current African-American driver mm-hmm. in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the Cup Series, in right? In the now. Cup yeah. Series, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, has been for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there were some events that happened last year mm-hmm. that brought up uh, racial uh, inequalities yep. here in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people jumped on Bubba's bandwagon then, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. It's great for the sport. It's great. For, it is. It's great for everything. Yes. Um, you and I have always been supporters of Bubba. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was, he had never won mm-hmm. in the cup series. Yet. Right. He's yeah. The only thing he'd won truck races, never he'd come close to Xfinity races. Yeah. Um, never really had the opportunity and like consistent great equipment in the cup series. Yeah. No, so, no knock on Richard Petty motorsports. Yeah. But. So not only are we on the brink of his, first win in the cup series we're on the brink of a lot of history yeah there's a lot going there's a lot at stake here and we're in alabama yeah which is his home home state home state he's from mobile alabama however uh we're at the start finish line yeah and griffin's got his bubba shirt on Mm -hmm. and i've got my chase elliott shirt on but Mm -hmm. obviously cheering for bubba Mm -hmm. there's a gentleman i'm there's a boy there's a there there is a person no, there, yeah, there's a boy. He's down on the front row. Yeah. And Mid, we're like row five, row six. Yeah, mid-30s. Mid-30s. Yeah. And I can see that he's on his uh, he's on his speakerphone. Yeah, and the the name at the top of the uh, speakerphone? Mom. Mom, yep. And he's screaming, F this, F that, F Baba Wallace, F, F everything, whatever. Yeah. To his mom. Yeah. Every time, but they showed Bubba on the big screen. He's just flipping it off. Yeah. Like it's so, like, but like, there is like it matters. Yeah, but there's a crowd of around him, about fifteen to twenty people, going nuts. Yeah, we're uh, like we have found the Bubba Wallace like, fans here, and we keep screaming, "Let it rain!" Yeah. Let every it so rain. often. Yeah. So he turns around, and the guy does, and he goes, "Absolutely not!" And then I looked at him, and I'm making the the motion with my fingers. I'm just like, "Let it rain! Let it rain!" And he goes. F Bubba Wallace and F you. And then he just storms up the storms up the steps. And I'm thinking, well, we went into a Talladega race in Alabama and Griffin's wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and I'm the one that gets an F Yeah, right. Yeah. This is so unfair. Yeah, right. Yeah. You didn't have that. What happened to you? (laughs) You're wearing, you're wearing a Chase Elliott. It's like, come on, man. Oh my God. (laughs) You may as well be wearing a Confederate flag hat and T-shirt with a mullet and everything. Come on. You're one of them at this point with a Chase Elliott shirt on. Yep. I'm one of them. Yep. But no, you're the enemy. (laughs) Yeah. They could smell the Yankee on you. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, Uh, So that was funny. And then. then, So then they're calling for lightning. So then we got to get out of, you know, we don't want to die here. So so we we go underneath. We know we go back underneath the grandstands. um, I wasn't. I wasn't scared at the guy screaming F you to me. This is when I got scared. So we're standing underneath. So the way that um, the track is built, the uh, suites are between the top and the bottom layer of the grandstand. So 
Um, worst, and then there's like a, a little like scaffold kind of thing to get into the suite. So there's like a little bit of cover underneath the cover. Yeah. Weird thing. So we're just kind of standing underneath the thing underneath the grandstands. Um, and we're just standing there. Somebody asked us if we were spotters. Cause at one point I said, there's no sense of keeping us here. Just call the race. Uh, so, some, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody and we had our we were, headphones on at yeah, the time too. We're just like, we're, we don't look like spotters, but right. we should have said yes. We definitely should have. Yeah, but uh, I was then, wearing jeans and Converse. Yeah. And Griffin's wearing a, his Bubba shirt and yeah. gym shorts. Yeah, it would so. be a terrible spotter if I'm wearing the guy's last year's. Yeah, <laughs> wrong manufacturer, yeah, wrong, yeah, every, wrong yeah. number. Wrong. Yeah. So we're just standing there quietly, you know, minding our own business. And this 300 some pound gentleman. The, he looked like the president of the Confederates. Yeah, it, the corn fed country boy. Uh, lumbers on uh, waddles over to us. <laughs> He's got his all over print Brad Keselowski shirt. So we're like, all right, Brad Keselowski shirt, red flag. We already had a bad experience. And my heart is in my throat. So super ugly shirt and everything. Probably got jorts on, whatever. I started saying the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, and he's r- coming at me. He's you, Tommy does not exist. He's coming for me. And I'm just and thinking like, you know, this this might not be the, the most fun And I'm trying to decide like, what's my responsibility here, bail yeah. or act like I'm going to try to help. Yeah, right. Like, is he just going to yell it? Like, I don't know. He's probably going to say something racist or political or whatever and move on. Uh, and he just comes up to me pretty close, raises his fist, fist bumps me, and without a word walks away. The, the By far the most incredible moment of the yeah. weekend. What a roller coaster. I mean, that was incredible. Yeah. Ooh. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know what? I'm, I am scared of white people. Uh, so, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, yeah. That was a... That was a tough one. It was wild. But we made it. We we're made all right. It, we were okay. And then uh, it co- they come on the radio and say, we've lost the track. Yeah. So we're like, okay. At we that got- point, we say, screw the lightning. We're going down. Yeah. And uh, I saw a worker when we were on our way down, and I thought he was going to tell us to like go back under for shelter. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you guys want to go closer? <laughs> yeah. He, so he just directs us to go over this fence back, like onto the yeah. Like onto the little tiny concourse there's, that you can't walk on. Yeah. There's like a little like pathway in between the stands and the track that mm-hmm. nobody's allowed to be on, but obviously the cars weren't running. Yeah. So there were some people down there. So they let us go. Yeah. And we were standing there and Griffin and I are still on race control. Mm-hmm. It starts raining even harder. Yeah. And so we're around a, a group of obviously Bubba Wallace fans uh, that have congregated here. You know, they're, yep. you know, they're chewing their nails just as we are, you know, freaking out. Yep. Again, I cannot accurately depict. So Bubba Wallace is my favorite NASCAR driver. Uh, I grew up a Jeff Gordon fan. He retired. I hopped on with Paul Menard. Yeah. He retired. Uh, and I'd always liked Bubba Wallace. Like, you know what? He's my guy. And it really solidified last year Definitely. with all that happened. Definitely. All in on Bubba Wallace. I've been super excited for 23 team. Um, he's my, He drives for Michael Jordan. I mean, that's so that's super right. exciting. So yeah. uh, this has been a fun year. Um, I couldn't have been more nervous. Uh, I've only I, yeah, seen. Yeah, he's dead silent. Like I'm, I'm like, Every I can st- tell you're excited, and I kept like saying stuff, and Griffin didn't hear me half the time. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I was not there. Like, so it would rain, and I'd like just, I'd start yelling, you know, just hyping, you know, yeah. having fun with the people around us, you right. know, let you know the let it rains and they everything clapping and screaming. Um, so we're standing right across from where his car is under its cover, uh, right on the catch fence. And we are the first people to get the call. We are not going to get the track dry in time to run 500 miles, 23 to victory lane, and all hell broke loose. (laughs) 
that's pretty much all my brain had left in it. It was so was just that cool. Light. So we start hooping and hollering. Nobody has any idea because we're the only ones that hear race control. Yeah. yeah. And then they brought it on the PA and everyone went nuts. That yeah. was down by us. Yeah. People are running over. People are jumping up and down, screaming. High five. Uh, yeah. It was just, it was, it was such a cool moment because yep. everybody really understood the weight of what had just happened. Yeah. Um, and just to, just to have been there for it was yeah. unbelievable. And yeah. I haven't seen, I've seen my driver win a road. Jeff Gordon, I saw a win at Chicago in 2006. Rub I was, it in, rub it in. I was 10 years old. And since then, I haven't seen my driver win an NASCAR race in person. I haven't had a driver win a race since 2015 when Jeff won his last race. Right. Sorry, Paul. You should have tried harder. <laughs> uh, but it was so cool to get to feel that again and to feel that with the people around us. And they obviously were super excited. Yeah. Everybody was super excited. It was really cool. But. Which still blows my mind yeah. is that after the race and people were in the concourse, there were boos. And those boos made it all that sweeter. I know. Because who won? Who won? We yeah, did. Yeah. Bubble won. Yeah. The North wins again. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. Uh, we're not. <laughs> I wasn't surprised. I knew there were going to be boos. They were less than I expected. But yeah. Which is just like. Imagine being that. It, man. it, you know, it was very. It was very eye opening for me. That like, yeah, this is still a problem. Like everywhere we go, especially in places such as Alabama, uh, there weren't Confederate flags flying at the track because they weren't allowed. And it's Mm -hmm. a shame that they had to say they weren't allowed, but they did find a nice substitute. And that's Mm -hmm. all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, incredible uh, that Bubba won his, you could see his team kind of celebrating in the rain. His crew chief comes out. He's he's in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and he and he comes out like on on pit lane, and he's like waving to the fans. Mm-hmm. It's raining even harder at yep. this point. Just really cool. And then we walked out, and I mean, it's raining harder than it's ever rained. And we were under the concourse, and Griffin said, "You want to wait it out?" I'm like, I mean, <laughs> we're already wet. Like, yeah, but there's no sense in. So we walked to our car, just walked at a normal pace to our car and just got drenched. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, we're pulling away from Talladega. There's a huge rainbow in the sky. Mm -hmm. And then we turn around on I 20 West and everywhere it's raining and it's dark and it's cloudy except for the track. It's like nice and sunny right on the track. Just for a little bit. Yeah. So then we find for (laughs) miraculously another Bucky's wonderful change shirts and a guy pulls up next to us. I don't really remember everything. But what he did say was, I need to get something to pick up my day after the terrible day I just had at the track. Yeah. And we're thinking, we just had the most amazing day. This was the best day at the track. And then he said (laughs) something I will never forget. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. F Joe Biden. And then that was the the whole interaction. And then he walked away. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, it is the president's duty to make it rain in Lincoln, Alabama for some reason. That's right. Yeah. So... Bubba Wallace wraps up a weekend of three first-time winners in NASCAR. Yep. The only time that's ever happened. Three winners, three first-time winners at the same track, same weekend. Yes. Bananas. Uh, So Bubba wins. We're celebrating with some Dr. Peppers because that's one of his sponsors. Uh, In the McDonald's car, first time the McDonald's car found victory lane since 94. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Spencer, Mr. Excitement. So that was awesome. Uh, So I'm looking at the standings right now. So uh, Bubba was also the first non-chase contender 
uh, to win a race yeah, in, since, this, in yeah. this era of the playoffs. Yeah, since the playoffs start. So yep. the last chase race, Denny Hamlin won. That was the last right. time that somebody won yeah. in the postseason time right. frame that wasn't involved in the championship. Right. So in this point in the in the playoffs, they're still in the they're still in the round of twelve. Uh Denny Hamlin won last week and then Bubba of course at Talladega. Mm-hmm. So Denny Hamlin is the only one that's locked into the to move on to the playoffs. Uh and it's it's about to get wild. Yeah. Kyle Larson entered with fifty seven points ahead of the cut line. He is now only nineteen ahead of the cut line. So he's gotta be Really, he went from having to just ride it out because he has the most point, his I'm, biggest I'm, point cushion possible. Yes. I apologize. I got that completely wrong. He's 19 behind Denny Hamlin. But in order for the cut line, the cut line is at minus 32. He's at minus 19. So he is only 13 yeah, ahead of the cut pretty line. Pretty close. So that's how, that's what Talladega does. Um, I think last week when we were doing a preview, I said Christopher Bell is right there with Kyle Larson, and that's still the case. Christopher Bell is underneath the cut line. Right now, the cut line in seventh is Chase Elliott. In eighth is Kyle Busch. Uh, Kevin Harvick is nine points behind Kyle Busch, and then uh, Christopher Bell is 28 behind Kyle Busch. So we're going to the Roval. Christopher Bell is good at road courses. Mm-hmm. Chase Elliott is good at road courses. Kyle Larson is good at road courses. This is going to be a very intense race. Yeah. Alex Bowman has an incredibly high average finish at the at the Roval. Yeah. And he has to win. He, That's his only path. Yeah, if yeah, he has no choice but to win. Uh William Byron has no choice but to win. Really, 9, 10, 11, 12, which is Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell, William Byron, Alex Bowman, they have no choice but to win. Mm-hmm. Kevin Harvick getting knocked out in the round of 12 would be very surprising. Yes. So, I mean, incredible weekend. We got home at like 4.35 a.m. on Tuesday and then went right to work. Mm-hmm. Worth it. Yeah, worth it. Doing it again. Yep. Bubba's going to win next year, too. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, so, Roval this weekend I I don't have the brain capacity to make picks for NASCAR right now, uh, but I do think that Chase is going to just say yeah, it's Chase, either it's Chase or be Kyle Chase, Larson, yeah. and then AJ Allmendinger in the Xfinities, and that's my bet. I'll post them on probably. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so that's our Talladega recap, um, Griffin. That was incredible, awesome weekend. Uh, I can't wait to do the weekend all over again. Uh, yeah. Go Bubba. Go Bubba. So now uh, I have trapped Griffin into making football picks with me this week. So I, I don't have the most time right now. However, I'm going to rattle. Th- I, am, I am so prepared. Okay. I, I'm going to give you everything I got and all my reasonings. Okay. Yeah, uh, you go. You okay. go. I'll record mine later. I apologize. No, you're fine. All right. So we got Rams and Seahawks. Okay. That's our first That's game tonight. on the list here. Yep. Uh, Seahawks, they have twelve people on the team. That is one more person than the rest of the than the, than the rest of the um, Good point. the league. Yep. Seahawks are going to win this game. All right. Um, Jets and Falcons. Okay. Uh, everybody remembers what happened with that goose uh, that flew into the engine of that plane. Um, geese are also birds. Falcons are going to beat the Jets. <laughs> All right. Um, my notes here are incredibly hard to read. I have uh, very bad. Uh, no, you're Very bad hand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Packers Bengals. Um, the Bengals were our rival high school football team. Okay. Um, so Plainfield East 
uh, makes it that the Packers will defeat the Bengals. Okay. All right. Bucks are going to beat the Dolphins. That's just, I mean, they just start. They're just going to. Okay. That's okay. Fair. Um, Titans and Jaguars. Um, Titan is a much taller roller coaster than the Jaguar. Titan at Six Flags Over Texas <laughs> is way bigger than the Jaguar at uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, Titans are going to beat the Jaguars. Beautiful. Um, Pats are going to beat Texans. I mean, that's just going to happen, okay. as will the Vikings beat the Lions. Okay. All right. Uh, I got the, the Eagles over the Panthers. Go, Birds. All right. Uh, we have the Washington football team defeating the Saints as the Washington football team is the absolute coolest name in sports. <laughs> um, the Steelers will beat the Broncos as they are closer to Wawa, um, and Wawa will Ooh. fuel everyone's morning. Okay. Um, they'll get some nice coffee and smoothies. Got it. Um, Raiders beat the Bears uh, as the Bears will beat a team that they're supposed to beat, and then they're going to lose because that is just what ha- they'll lose the next week just because that's what happens. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um Browns are going to beat the Chargers uh, because everybody forgets that the Chargers exist. Um, everybody <laughs> knows the Cleveland Browns are, exist. Okay. Um, Chargers will be defeated uh, soundly by the Cleveland Browns. Wow, soundly. Yep. Uh, Cowboys over the Giants because Cowboys have better hats. Uh, <laughs> uh, 49ers over the Cardinals uh, as the 49ers are on the property of California's Great America. It's a wonderful theme park. Okay. All right. Uh, Bills over the Chiefs because I have a hard time smelling Chiefs. Uh, and then Ravens over Colts because the Raven at holiday world is also a good roller coaster and there's no roller coaster thing named after the Colts. So, I mean, you got to go in with confidence. Yep. I hear you. Now there were some college ones, college games here. All right. Uh, Michigan state over Rutgers, um, going for the under, um, yeah, going for the under here, under Uh, in the points. I know. I'm going to think that this is going to be an offensive spectacle, uh, with Rutgers falling. Beautiful. Um, dogs over Auburn. Um, Going with the over here, over the 46 and a half. Wow. Okay. Another um, total. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Iowa over Penn State. Uh, going the under here. Uh, absolutely no reasoning at all behind any of these um, other than I would think, you know, which state do I like better? Yeah. Iowa's closer. Yeah. yeah I guess. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma over Texas. Uh, going the over here also. Uh, also because Oklahoma State has the better, the, or whatever, you know, they have the best fight song um boomer sooner i mean that's really the only reason you need to have yep i like it uh tcu over texas tech also going the under yeah it just seems like way too many points to score in a football game okay you know that you know how how the hell are you gonna do that i yeah i hear you i hear you it's tough (laughs) and then nebraska over michigan uh also going the under here Um, nebraska over michigan i like it Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh uh i feel like just not putting thought into it um i can't feel bad when i'm wrong Beautiful. And I'm going to pay more attention to the football that happens this weekend than I ever have in my life because I would be very happy to see any of these being right. Uh, beautiful. Maybe we'll do this more often then. I would love to. Okay. All right. Well, Griffin, thank you for doing the recap with me. Happy thank to do so. Thank you for making football picks. Mm-hmm. We'll do everything again. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All of this. All of this is going to happen again. I'm going to send you this list of terrible handwriting so you can I tried to write it down, but you went super fast, so it's whatever. Oh, yeah. Don't okay. worry, I'll show you. All right, thanks, Griff. Happy to be here. All right, big thank you to Griffin for uh, coming and and uh, recapping our awesome weekend uh, that we had with the NASCARs and stuff. And thank you to him for doing football picks. We ran so long uh, that he had to leave because Megan, his lovely fiance, had to go uh, to Wisconsin. So. Uh, we were running short on time, which I didn't know, but that's okay. Uh, Griffin's probably going to come back and do more football picks because that was just so much fun. I love his reasonings. Uh, but now uh, I will make my football picks. Uh, college football, I do have a couple picks here that I have made. 
Uh, I'm going to go Michigan State minus five and a half against Rutgers. Uh, I think Michigan State is just rolling. They lost to Rutgers last year, and I don't see it happening again. Uh, Auburn plus 15 and a half at home against Georgia. I think Georgia is the best football team in the nation. However, uh, at, at some point they're going to slip up. I don't think they're going to lose, but I think uh, it's time for a little bit of an awakening. And so I'm going to pick Auburn to keep it with the points, but Georgia's probably going to win the game. Iowa minus one and a half is my next pick. Uh, Iowa at home against Penn State. I don't think Penn State is uh, as good as they seem. They beat Auburn barely. Auburn is not really a good football team, even though I just said they're going to give Georgia a run for their money. Um, I think Iowa is a better football team than people are seeing them. I think uh, Penn State is a little overrated at this point, uh, but this game is going to decide both of their fates, I think, honestly. So next game, we're going to go TCU, Texas Tech. I'm going to go over 61 points. <laughs> Griffin said that this is way too many points for a college football game. I don't think it's enough points for a Texas TCU game. Uh, so I'm going to go over 61 for TCU, Texas Tech. Uh, Michigan, Nebraska, under 15 and a half points. Griffin picked Nebraska to win the game outright, which was awesome. I don't know about that, but I don't see a lot of points being scored on, on Saturday night in Nebraska. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas Tech was a late ad for me, over 63 and a half points. Um, I'm going to <laughs> just say that a lot of points are going to be scored. Uh, Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner, uh, Texas, uh, both teams not as good as they seemed that they were going to be. Uh, but I think they score a lot of points here because there's no such thing as defense in the Big 12. Uh, and then I added two more games to my slate. UConn versus UMass, a game for two of the worst teams in NCAA. Two teams that do not score points. I'm going under 57 points for UConn versus UMass. I think this is going to be like a 10-3 to game. Not that I'm going to watch it because, good Lord. I'm going to go under 57, UConn, UMass. And then Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, under 46 points. I think this is one either Notre Dame wins like 26 to 3 or it's like 13 to 10 Virginia Tech wins. So those are my college picks uh, in the NFL. I'm picking the Rams to beat the Seahawks. I'm assuming that that has already happened. Uh, Jets, I'm going to take them to beat the Falcons. The Falcons are just terrible this year, even though the Jets are terrible. Jets coming off a big win, uh, looking to do it again in England. Uh, This game is in England, so there you go. Packers over the Bengals, uh, Buccaneers over the Dolphins, Titans over the Jaguars. That's my survivor pick. Uh, Ray Bold uh, is the coach of the Titans against Urban Meyer. He uh, was on Urban Meyer's staff at at Ohio State, and they got into it a couple times. I think this is a revenge game for him, and the Jaguars are terrible. Patriots to beat the Texans. The Texans are terrible. Vikings over the Lions. The Lions are not good. Panthers over the Eagles. The Panthers are better than people think they are. Uh, Washington football team over the Saints. The Saints are just going downhill quick. Uh, Steelers over the Broncos. The Steelers need to win this game uh, and and prove that they are a good team. Uh, for my sake, I really hope that that does happen. Bears over the Raiders. Justin Fields getting his uh, getting the keys uh, to the offense, not being run by Matt Nagy. I think they're going to shock some people and beat the Raiders this week in a Khalil Mack revenge game again. The first one happened, and it was not in America. It was in England, so I don't think it counts. This is a real revenge game for Khalil Mack. He's going to get like six sacks against the Raiders. Chargers are going to beat the Browns. 
this is a really good game. I just think the Chargers at home, uh, I trust Herbert a lot more than I trust Baker Mayfield to get things done. I'm going Chargers over the Browns. Cowboys over the Giants. The Giants are terrible. The Cowboys are good. Cardinals over the 49ers. The Cardinals are in complete control of the NFC West, and I think that's awesome. Chiefs are going to beat the Bills. They're going to get back on track at home on Sunday night football, although that's going to be a really high-scoring game. Ravens are going to beat the Colts because the Ravens are good and the Colts are bad. There's going to be NFL picks. I'm going to put them out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for you to see. Thank you so much for listening to this super long episode of the Tommy Experience. I really appreciate it. Thank you to Griffin for making the weekend that we had just so incredible. It was a great experience. I can't wait to do it again with him. Griffin's probably going to be back to make football picks. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.